Hello, listeners. This is another episode of Hear Voices from the people who bring you ICU Talks. ICU Talks is a mental health ministry founded on God, education, validation, and community. In this podcast, we'll be doing a breakdown of speeches heard at our most recent live event. The live events occur every month and allow people to come forward to share their authentic stories involving mental health in front of an audience. <clears throat> Today, we will take a few minutes to relive these speeches, pause to highlight specifics where needed, and where we feel it'll help the listener get more insight from this in general. So the panel consists of a professional therapist, someone who's lived through therapy, and someone who needs a lot of therapy. Amen. So today, Amen. We, Amen. we have Preach. Dan, the guy who needs a lot of therapy, and... Danielle, who's been through therapy, <laughs> and Kim Honeycutt, professional psychotherapist, who also still pays 160 to talk to her therapist for 45 minutes. Oh, that's a good that's rate. Good. That's a good rate. She's yeah, good. She can get away with it, too. She's good. You don't that's want to talk You would think you would get a discount. Oh, yeah. no. Not dealing with me. Do you think that's fun to that's deal with true. me? Like, mm-hmm. I'm surprised yeah. she doesn't charge me double. Come mm-hmm. to think sure. So thank you, Dan. So yes. I will Thanks, say that's Dan. like these. I wrote that. You did write that, but we aren't, they aren't really speeches, though. They're not... They're talks. Yeah, they're talks. They're not like going to speak. We'll edit for next time. You should edit that. that, Yeah, Yeah. next go. So the one one person we're going to focus on today is someone who is extraordinary. I mean, Karen Abercrombie is... That's a good word for her. Extraordinary. extraordinary. Just her presence. Like, as soon as she walked out, she just owned that room, right? She owned it. And so she spoke at her, her second January event our first normal January event on the third Tuesday of the month at Mosaic Hope Center. And the topic was, anybody remember? Mirror, mirror? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so it's all about your reflection of who you see, who does God say you are compared to who you see yourself, yourself. as. Right? And I really think that's kind of our topic every every time. Right? We're trying to help people get an accurate view of who they are and not believe they are their, their medical diagnosis or mental health diagnosis, that they are who God says they are. And she just... Killed it. Killed it. Just took over that stage. And so if you want to watch it on YouTube, you can because she's all over the place. I mean, she is jumping off the stage, back it's on the stage. definitely worth a watch. It's worth a watch. But we also want to bring it to you this way. So while you're getting ready, while you're driving to your job today, whatever it is, you get to hear Karen Abercrombie, who's most famous for her portrayal of Miss Clara on the movie War Room. An amazing movie, but she's done many movies. She's a singer. She's a songwriter. She is a amazing woman of God. I'm pleased to call her friend and sister. So listen up. Here's Karen Abercrombie for you. It is truly a blessing and a privilege to be here with you all this evening. Yeah. And uh, yes, I'm an actress, singer, songwriter. I'm a mother and a wife. I'm a few other things I'm working on. (laughs) God is gracious, he is patient, he is kind, and he is love. I'm a a whole lot of things, but my most important I am is that I'm a child of the Most High God. (laughs) And I am nothing without him. I have nothing without him. And if he's not in it, I don't want anything to do. So now that we've got that straight, (laughs) 
There's been a lot of talk about mirrors. I remember looking in the mirror not knowing who I was because I wasn't who I was created to be. I don't know who I was. I was lost. I was broken. My mother was an alcoholic and an IV drug user. My father was an alcoholic too. So a lot of what I saw growing up or experienced was some serious crazy. But you see, God is faithful. And, 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 and the, his intention for me, his thoughts for me, his purpose for me never changed. I gave my life to Christ at seven years old, but when I became a teenager, I, oh, woo, ow, ow. I became the party girl. You open up a dictionary and there I was. <laughs> Just look on the party girl. <laughs> it's the truth, the truth will always set you free. So I, 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 woo, some of the things that he brought me through when I was out there, I'm like, oh God, I know, I know that you love me. I started walking back to Christ in my 20s, and sometimes it was just like that. And sometimes it was 57 steps backwards. Sometimes it was even like this. But though I had walked away from him, he had never walked away from me. He had never closed his arms to me, those arms, that he would one day strip himself of his deity, come down to earth, wrap himself in flesh, and take those arms, and he would cross them wide open upon that cross. And he would be slain for me, and every drop of blood that flowed, cleansed every sin that I had ever done, any sin that I could ever do. He went down into hell, and he defeated death. He defeated lies. He defeated illness. He defeated loss. And he came back up in victory. And that victory he makes available for everyone in here. That victory is available to you. You see, the devil is a liar. He wants you to look in that mirror and see failure. He wants you to look in that mirror and see, see despicable. He wants you to look in that mirror and just hate what you see. But Jesus had already come. He was a part of that plan that God had from the moment that he chose to love you into existence. Now, I, I, I'm amazed. I, I, I'm always amazed. I'm talking about the God who hung the sun, the moon, the stars. He created heaven and earth, the waters teeming with life. He created. This is God who can create and do any and everything that he wants to do. There's nothing that he can't do, nothing that he can't have. And then one day, what's your name, ma'am? 
And then one day he decided, after giving way to that stirring in his spirit that wouldn't stop until he gave birth to that stirring and here he made way for you to be Elinda. Just like he did for you, Carol, Bob, Lisa, Stacy, Terry, everyone here. You are here because he wanted you here. You may have been told that you were a mistake. Oops, midlife crisis child, no. <laughs> you are here with a purpose on assignment. And your daddy loves you with a love so deep and so wide and so high. We can't even begin to fathom it, but he loves you. So he loves you into existence, makes a foolproof way that he could spend an eternity with you. Now, I'm talking about God who the sun, moon, and stars, almighty God, all-knowing God, all-wise God, who knew what your shortcomings would be when you got here. He knew what would trip you up over and over and over and over and over again, but he made that surefire way, that foolproof way available to you so that he could spend an eternity with you. And see, the world lies, 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 lies. Tells you not this enough, not that enough. He sees you as he knows you can be. You are more than enough. You always have been from the conception, from that stirring in his spirit. More than enough. The world tells you you're not this enough, you're not that enough, you're not tall enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not, your breasts aren't big enough, your butt's not big enough. Then in two years, the world's going to say, well, your breasts are too big, your butt is too big, and then you don't know what you'll do, you don't know who you are. <laughs> but in order to know who you truly are, You've got to know who he really is. Because your identity is in him. And I love the way he rolls. See, he, he, he doesn't look for perfection. He looks for an opportunity. He looks for an open door. He looks for willingness. Open your life up to him and see what he does when he comes in. He chose you. Okay, everybody in this room, yeah, yeah, you're all of age. <laughs> so you, you understand biology. <laughs> you got a man? Girl, you better clean up your act. <laughs> Okay, you've got a man, you've got a man, you've got a woman. They get together and they, and then, <laughs> in that act, that little sperm starts swimming. <laughs> and I forget the number, thousands of sperm. 
And women, we have these eggs that are vying for a position. Me, me, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Better clean up your act of it. <laughs> but I believe that there's a time within that time when everything halts, and the creator of all life, the master creator, the father, steps in. And he says, I choose you. I choose you and you and you and you and you and you and you. Everyone here, you, you are the chosen ones. Let that sit inside your spirit. And as I said before, he knew what your shortcomings would be, but he knew also that he put something so important and powerful in you. And for such a time as right now, that is in you, that it gives you the power to step on Satan's neck and cut off his air supply. Something that he's given you that you don't have. And what he's given you, she doesn't have. It is just for you. And everything, all of the hills and the valleys, the ups and downs, that's all mixed into it. And it's given you a one-of-a-kind ministry. People always go, well, I don't know what my ministry is. Life is your ministry. <laughs> Life has given you a ministry. <laughs> So you take all of the funky stuff that he has brought you through and then you can minister to someone going through it. Who better to speak to someone going through something than someone who's gone through it, than someone who's worn those same shoes, you know? Because it's got to be kind of weird you're going to talk to somebody who had been raised in a castle on a hill and you're trying to tell him about there's a, there's a crack epidemic in my town. And my son's on crack. And, and they're like, God bless you. Shall we pray? But no, I just got in here. I didn't tell you the rest. Our time's up. <laughs> Go in peace, be, be fed, be warm. <laughs> so, no, you've got a ministry inside you, and it's one of victory. If you're sitting here today, you're breathing, that's victory. It doesn't matter what's going on. Everybody's got something going on. I don't care who they pretend to be, or how they dress up and get into that fine car and drive off in those uh, 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 Jimmy Choo shoes. <laughs> <laughs> They've got some, girl, you, you, 
if they, if they left that door open and you could see behind that crack, ooh, Lord. There's <laughs> no telling what you would see. Everybody has some stuff going on. We live in a fallen world, so that is just how it is. But I've got news for you. You, if you let him have the mantle of your heart, as I had to do, it brings you through all of the minutiae. You can see the light no matter how dark things get around you because he is the light and he is faithful yesterday, today, tomorrow, forevermore. If you give him the mantle of your heart, he will change everything, your perspective on everything because that hope will always burn eternal. And, and, and know that he can use you in a magnificent way. Shoot, he used the ex-party girl to take the message of prayer around the world. <laughs> Think about it. And I had been to some parties. But that blood saves and it cleanses <laughs> and it makes me whole. And, 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 and what I also want to share, and, and we don't think much about it, or I don't hear a lot of people talk about it. Um, he really isn't a respecter of people. Now, the last time I was here, I told the story of Rahab. You know, Rahab was a prostitute. But she was also the great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus Christ. Has anyone in this room ever heard the term, um, can anything good come out of Nazareth? <laughs> Nazareth was the other side of the tracks. Nazareth was the hood. It was the ghetto. It was Dodge City, Nazareth was all of that. But see, there was a girl. She wasn't the prettiest girl, maybe not the smartest girl, not the most popular girl. She came from very humble means because she grew up in the ghetto. But there was something about that girl. Something about that girl. So much so that God sent the angel Gabriel to her that said to her, Behold, Mary, you have found favor with God and you have been chosen to bear his one and only son. Yeah, he found her in the ghetto. You see, we think when you're thinking the way the world thinks that he would have gone and chosen some princess from a castle on a hill who had been bathed in milk and oils and had fine education, eaten only the best food, had servants coming and going all day. But see, he knew where to get the one. Just like he knows all that you've gone through, what your struggles are. But for what he purposed you here to do, he will bring it into existence. It will give birth. He will 
work those things out in you if you stay open to him. But you've got to get clear that he is who he says he is and that he will do what he says he will do. And then the blocks fall away and then that past that keeps trying to come up is in the past where it should be. He calls you his beloved. God. Oh! His beloved. He calls you the apple of his eye. He says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I, 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 I meditated on that for a while and I thought, you know, When Picasso finishes a piece of work, he autographs it, Picasso. When Monet finishes a piece of work, finished a piece of work, he would, Monet. Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> you ever wonder about your fingerprints? No one has a pair just like yours. So when God finished you, you, you masterpiece, he signed, I love you, your father, God. You better know who you are. You better know who's you are. Get clear on these things and the journeys from here on out will change for you. As I said before, your whole perspective on anything, the troubles, the issues, the bumps in the road, it will change because you know who you are and because you know whose you are. In Jeremiah 1.5, he says, before, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. It's powerful. So when you stand in the mirror, he's sanctified. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a hope and a future. He's planned my future. Galatians 1, 15, but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb, he called me into grace. He covers me with his grace. You've got to take that word and you've got to take it in. Many people can quote the Bible backwards. You can John 3, 2, Samuel, but is it in here? Is it in here? Back to Mary. The angel Gabriel said, Mary, you have found 
favor, you will bear the son of God. And Mary, she was human, so I imagine her mind was going a little bit like this. And then she finally said, well, how can it be? She was old enough to understand biology. (laughs) How can it be? I haven't been with a man. And then Gabriel tells her the spirit of God will overshadow her and she will conceive. And this is when I believe everything went into motion. Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. But you see, what she did was she believed She received, and then she conceived. You have to believe. You have to receive and let that word plant roots, conceive. God wants you to know that you are more than conquerors. But all the things you need for battle down here, you have to get from God in that book, in that Bible. You have to take it in and you've got to take it deep. So be encouraged, my brothers and my sisters and those young enough to be a child of mine, my sons and daughters. Be encouraged. That's it. God bless you. Wasn't that amazing listening to Karen again? Yeah. That was awesome. I could listen to her over and over Mm -hmm. again. So grateful. One of my highlights of that night was not actually what she said on stage. It was standing beside her and worshiping with her. Absolutely amazing. So we hope you've enjoyed our podcast today. Featuring Karen Abercrombie talking about mirror, mirror. Who do you see? 